0: Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. Kenny, today we're going to uh, take a little detour from the content of the book, and we're going to, to, going to respond to a message that you received on your social. You're, you're, you know, you've got a pretty big following and very active on the frequency of posting, and I want to read this letter, and then in response to the letter... I will revolve our conversation. This individual says, I saw your post on Instagram and I have followed you for some time. My family lost my mother of a heart attack on November the 10th of last year. She was 62 years young and was the glue of our family. She passed the morning after my twin brothers turned 40 years old on their kitchen floor. It has torn holes in our family like nothing we have felt before. My mother always told us to turn to Jesus, turn to God in the times of need and loss to help get through. Since that day, we have not stepped foot in our church as the memories of her are still too painful. I'm 36 years old and the father of four children and raised my cousin from the age of 10 to now 20, along with my wife. I try to live a good life, but as most, I tend to get lost and buried in my work and neglect my home life. Once we lost my mother, it seems as everything is disconnected and chaos does not seem to explain the empty void that is a hurricane we have. My mother lost my brother when he was 29 years old, and it took her nearly five years to come back to us mentally and physically. I do not wish to have these feelings of emptiness and anger for such a long time. I want to feel whole again as a family. I've been speaking with mental health professionals two times up to three times a week. The only options I get, I keep getting are more medications to stop the anxiety of not sleeping and dreaming. I lay awake thinking of my mother and all the things she will now miss or already missed, or have already missed. My doctors give me medication to fall asleep, to not remember my dreams, and to keep me calm throughout the day. At first, they seem to work most of the time. Now, they've been increasing them every time we meet as they are not working as they should. My heart tells me I need to listen to my mother's voice in my head and turn back to Jesus and the church, but my heart aches and my chest feels like it will explode if I consider doing so. I really just wanted to ask for some help and guidance from someone who is not going to give me more drugs to help me cope with the loss of my mother. I wanted to ask for help to get over this bump in the road that is making me turn away from Jesus and maybe help put my feet back on the path of what's right and true. So, Kenny... What is this a response to? What did you post?
1: So I posted a video um, just about, I don't know, it was probably two minutes long. And and it was just a short um, explanation of how I found my own way out of depression. Like, I don't know, it's probably been over 20 years ago now. Um, And every time I post this video, the other thing I do, and, and I would make the same offer here, is I tell people we have these these like five or six dog tag necklaces on a chain. And they, the, on these dog tags are the scriptures that Tammy wrote on sticky notes for me whenever I was in depression that, that I memorized and eventually learned to speak to myself that eventually helped me survive while I was in it and, and, and ultimately find my way to finding my way out of depression. So uh, when I share the tips that I learned, I also tell people if you would like a set of those, we'll give them to you. They're absolutely well, no strings attached, no nothing. We hate depression. We love people, and we want we want to give them something that they can act on to take a step in the direction of finding their way out. So, and did
0: you wear those, or it, did you well, carry them around with you? Yeah,
1: I did. So, I mean, uh, so Tammy, she wrote me. There were sixteen specific script, scriptures that I spoke to myself most often. They're not all on the dog tags. The ones that, of the 16, the ones that I use the very most are on the dog tags. At our office, if you walk around our office at Shields of Strength, there's 16 wooden plaques up under the porch that you can read if you just take a stroll around the porch. Those are the 16 scriptures that oh, I read. That's awesome. Yeah. That So Tammy gave me, that was the, so that is the sword of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea at that time, but eventually, that helped me out. So I, so, I did this video post, and I shared some tips that helped me. And then I said, "Hey, if if you, you know if you like some of these dog tags, to encourage you, let us know, and we'll mail them to all we need name and mailing address. We'll send them to you. And every time we do that, we we get requests, but we also get emails like this, mm-hmm. and usually get far more than I would ever expect. And when I read this one, I just saw it's, it's really well spoken. It seemed very sincere. Um, and then, and a lot of times I'll reach out to these people, you know, and I'll, I'll reach out to this guy and I just wanted to talk to him. And of course I asked him afterwards, could I use this letter? We wouldn't have read it if we, if he wouldn't have given us permission. And, um, and the first thing I want to clarify, you know, as he said, uh, um, uh, you know, I wanted t- to talk to a man, um, who's right with the Lord. And, um, my first thought was you need somebody else, you know, <laughs> but, um, but, but he was just looking. He's on this search. I understand because I've been there. You know, you're going through life, and you fall off a cliff, or something goes wrong, and now you're in a cloud, and you're dazed and confused, and you're not really sure which way is out. And many times you've um, you've lost. Some sense of direction, or someone you depend on as a sense of direction. Which I noticed that when I was reading his letter, you know, that he talked about his not only losing his mom, but but that his mom was the glue of his family. And so then I'm thinking, why was mom with the the glue of the family? Like, what exactly does that mean? I understand, okay. I mean, my my parents were the glue of our family. I get that, but what exactly does that mean? And then, um, and then he says that his mom was always saying, trying to point him to Christ. And so, um, so, anyway, I just thought, you know, I'd like to talk to this guy and better understand this. The thing that you should always be looking for, I'll just throw this in here whenever, whenever we find ourselves in depression, um, is what is the lie that we believe that is leading us to the place that we are? So, anytime I talk to someone like, that, I'm not, I'll clarify this too, not a doctor, not a counselor. Um, we've been making Shield Strength 25 years, and the, through that, because everything we we make has a scripture on it, I've ended up talking to hundreds of people like this over the last 25 years. And, and in virtually every case, what I've learned over time is that, that there's some core belief or there's some false belief that is at the root of what's going on here, and that if if we can't identify that lie that false belief and then help them see that that is what is the root of this there's no amount of encouragement I mean you can talk to people and they'll be encouraged um, you know you you can you can you know you could do all kinds of things you can give them scriptures you can you can do a lot of things that will actually get them off the ground and get them moving again but if they don't identify the core belief and then change their mind about that then they're just coming right back. They're going to come right back around to it. So, um, so I had a great conversation with him, and we, I just started by, you know, help me, help me understand, you know, how did you get here? I understand from your letter, but help me understand a little more and why is this leading you to where you are now and exactly what's going on. You know, what, what, what can you help me understand that too, you know, and it's because you want to make sure it's not. I think the thing I'm always looking for that I rarely find Uh, but that does exist is someone that has no idea why they're depressed. Like nothing happened. There's no, there's nothing playing over and over and over and over and over again in their mind that's leading to this. There's, there's no, no broken belief system. There's no, uh, there's nothing you can identify. In those cases, it's like, you know what? Um, This may be this may not be a spiritual matter. This might this might be a chemical matter. It could be something going on. Your brains are a powerful thing, you know. So that exists, but it's very rare. Um, I don't actually, and hundreds of people I've talked to, I don't, I don't, I've, I've talked to some people that had some of that, but they always also had a broken belief or, or something specifically that they were hung on that they couldn't get free from. That when that once once you help them identify that and then understand the truth about that and then they could fight for that truth they would eventually break free and they still may struggle some because they have they have something else going on as well but uh, but but the vast majority of people it's really uh, it's that broken belief system you know so um so, so before it,
0: we go would yeah. you mind describing you're pretty open about your uh, challenge, your fight with depression. What was? What did that? What would you compare that to?
1: You mean like the feeling of depression? Yeah, being
0: in that moment,
1: I had never had any feeling in my life that resembled what it felt like to be depressed. And I think it's important to um, like before I was depressed. I would say, like you know, it, I was the snap out of it guy. Mm-hmm. You know, get, o- get over it. Right. Push through yeah power through exactly right so but that's not what depression is so when we're saying get over it snap out of it push through those kind of things what we're suggesting is that that there's something that's making us something very specific that's not Bring, I don't think anybody fully understands depression. By the way, I don't think any doctors do. I never found anybody that could really. I felt like. I mean, we we know something happens. We're not sure what happens. We're not exactly sure what makes it happen, but we are we are confident that something changes, and that we that we now suddenly have like a different existence, if you will. So we understand that much, but um, but you know what it feels like is is uh is like nothing I had ever felt before I had ever been depressed so this idea of snapping out of it that was all like when you, you can get, be really discouraged um, you can get slapped around you can get beat up you can get knocked down you can be going through hard stuff and not be depressed at all and and you can pick yourself up by the bootstraps and just get going and everything's okay you know you can actually snap out of a lot of that but depression so what happened to me with depression was, um, I, I got caught up in a mate, one specific fear that haunted me for months on end that I thought, you know, to me, I felt like there was no escape. It was the most likely scenario. And I had no idea how, what I would do if this played out. And then I got stuck in that for weeks. And I would say the first few weeks, I, you know, I might could have snapped myself out of it or, or maybe if something would have changed I would have just snapped right out of it and everything would have been fine but something happened around probably two months in where um, I didn't realize it at that point but where something changed Reggie like in my brain so if you this is what I've learned what I believe since if you get hung up on a fear and you get totally consumed with it for a little while you can snap yourself out of it. But if you get hung up on it and totally consumed with it for weeks or months on end, the like the disposition, the default drive, something of your emotions and your brain shifts. I don't know if you call that chemical. I don't know what you call it. All I can tell you is it changes and it shifts to this extent that in my case everything actually went away. Like you know, everything got resolved. Everything was fine, and like you would have thought, I'd have been the happiest guy. Oh, but all. your
0: depression continued. Yeah. Oh. Right.
1: So all the all the good news in the world, but but no change. I mean, I was happy. I was relieved about that, but I still didn't want to wake up in the mornings. You know. So my symptoms were, um, you know, I didn't. I never wanted to eat. Uh, some people eat all the time. Um, I always wanted to sleep. Some people can't sleep. But you know, I would get to bed as early as I could, and the worst th- worst time of the day was in the morning when my eyes <laughs> popped open. You know, um, I was cold all the time, so there's physical like real symptoms. Like you know, like I was I was always cold wherever I was. I needed a heater, space heater or something to keep me warm. Uh, I wanted to be isolated. One of the biggest ones was I, I, I you know I have all these little things that I just thoroughly enjoy doing. They're different at different times in my life. I don't I'm, one of them was skiing then and fishing and hunting and golfing. But none of that was in, didn't interest me at all, you know, and so and my ability to concentrate and focus. So all of these things went with it, and and that is a transition, a shift in the brain. So what, that's, what does it feel like? Uh, at first, it feels like those things. You don't want to eat. You don't want to sleep. You just feel sad. You don't really know what's going on, except the really strange part is you can't snap out of it, and you don't have a good day. At least I didn't. Like, you don't have a few bad days and a good one. It's, it's bad. And then where it leads from there is after you have so many bad ones in, in a row, then you're, you know, and you've exhausted trying to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You've exhausted all the things you know to do to get up and fight again. And now you're like, man, this is bigger than I've ever been. And I've like, I've, I've done everything I know how to do day after day after day. I have fought and fought and fought and fought. And it's made absolutely no difference. Really, things have only gotten worse. So from there is when it can start spiraling out of control. Where you're like, "Well, I ever even remember who I once was?" Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, if you've never probably if you've never been depressed, you can't even imagine this. But for me, literally thinking some point I'll come out of this, whatever it is, and I'll be back to where I was. You know, I'll be able to ride down the road, listening to music, and be smiling. You know, um, but then you get to this point, like I'm not even sure I remember. Like, will I ever be that again? And is this my forever destiny? And and I have nothing left to give, no resources, no nothing else. And that's where it can be, begin to spiral out of control. So, and from there, it turns into some utter hopelessness, along with this suffering. And you're usually hiding it, you know. I mean, it's, it, it, in some ways for a very good reason. You're trying to protect the people around you. You know, you don't want to drag everybody in there with you. I mean, and and in my case, I hid it from Tammy. I hid it from my family i I wouldn't have if I'd have got to life and death situation i think i i would have hope surely I'd have went to them, but before then I felt like you know they were the they were the joy in my life you know and i I didn't want to drag them down it helped helped me for them to be up and so um is that when tammy Tammy actually came in with the with yeah. the scriptures for you right so she so Tammy didn't know I was depressed, but she knows me, and so she knew that I was struggling yeah. you know or that you know i, I don't I don't think she ever conceived I would be depressed. I certainly didn't, but um, but she could tell that, you know, uh, <laughs> I was struggling a little. And she knew about some of my fears and stuff. And so, yeah, she, she didn't know what else to do, so she started writing these scriptures on little sticky notes, you know, and they'd be my, my keys when i get up go to work or whatever. I'm guessing she thought I read those then and probably got rid of it, but I didn't. I read them all day long, you know, and, and I had a pile of them in my desk, you know that I would read, then I would really only read those for relief. Uh, I just got some sense of relief. Unfortunately, it wasn't leading me out at that point. It was just a a little sense of relief, but yeah. So it's a, um, I really, the beautiful thing about having, I tell people all the time is the worst thing that ever happened to me, um, or the worst thing I say, like this worst thing I ever went through, but the best thing that ever happened to me, because now... I have an understanding, and then looking back and all these years later and eventually finding my way out, um, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing I enjoy more that fills me more than reaching out to somebody like this that I know is totally lost in the fog and saying, hey, man, I don't know everything, but I've been there, and I found my way out. This is how I survived while I was there. This is how I got there. This is how I survived while I was there. This is how I found my way out. And, uh, and these are some common causes. And then I'm always trying to find that why. Like, what is it they believe? I think it's uh, Jordan Peterson I heard say the other day, um, and he says this. If you've seen this clip, it's a famous clip. He's, he's crying, but he says, there's so many people dying just for an encouraging word. And, um, and so what I found, you know, used to, I thought, when I talked to people that were depressed, how, what, what can I do? Like, but I think what Jordan's saying is what I'm beginning to realize is that many times all, all, all I can do is help them identify that I will ask why, 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 and they'll eventually will identify what this core belief is, and I'll ask them, do they really believe that's true?" and that I've never had any a couple of times I've had people say, "Yeah, I think that's true whenever they whenever it's really not true and I can't help. You know I, don't know, I don't know what to do with that, but almost every time people are like, yeah, no, that, that's really not the truth, but I am believing that's the truth. And then I just encourage them, you know. It's like, you know, it's, it's like everything you're feeling is 100%. I mean, based on everything you're telling me, you just lost your mom. Before that, you lost your brother. Your mom, you know, died on the floor of your brother's, your twin brother's home, Turned out, mom had been staying with him for quite a while since COVID. She had just gone over there. He's thinking maybe if she'd been with me, maybe my, you know all these different things, right? And so, so you have all this stuff going on. You're a few, a few weeks out. You go to the doctor, and you say, "Hey, man, this is what happened, and I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling down. I'm," and they prescribe you medicine. I am not anti-medicine, okay? But when he told me that, my first thought was, and I told him, I was like, you know, okay, it's been a few weeks. You lost your mom. All this happened. Everything else he explained to me, you go to the doctor, and you tell him that you're really struggling, and he gives you medicine. I'm thinking had you told him you were perfectly fine, he should have given you some medicine. But you're struggling for very good reasons. This is not for no reason at all. Now I'm not saying the doctor has the answer, and I'm not saying that maybe a little medicine wouldn't help some. But the problem is we 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 run to medicine and we don't address what he's trying to what he's trying to seek out here. Is what's like I, this medicine is just kind of tied me over, but it's not getting me out, and it's complicating things. Like it's not working as good as it used to, and I'm starting to get side effects. I'm not anti medicine. I'm just saying that medicine is not what heals you. It's truth. That heals you, and then and and sometimes we need to understand that, you know, that we need somebody to give us that encouraging word that hey, you know what, every normal person on the face of the planet that went through what you just went through would be where you are, you know, or they would feel everything you're feeling. But from that, we got to identify the truth and start to see if we can march our way out of here. We got to change directions. We, don't, we can't just keep going this way, right? And um, and sometimes. Sometimes everything's in order. They got all the truths right. They just need a little more time. You're like, you're heading the right direction, man. I know it's rough. You're in the fog. You have no idea which way you're going. But best I can tell, you're going the right direction. Keep going. You know. But, but sometimes they aren't. Sometimes they, they stop going altogether. They just kind of pitch the tent in the valley. And um, you, know, you don't want mm-hmm. to m- move your residence to the valley. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Well, I think it's encouraging just to hear your story. Of hearing where you come from, it's hopeful, right? And then to hear you say, you know, look for look for the lie and look for the truth to replace that lie. Is that what you is that what you would say right now to anyone that's listening
1: fighting depression? Yeah. So, I guess the first step is the first thing you can do is ask yourself why OK, so there's something running almost every time. In almost every case, there's something that's playing over and over and over. You're giving your undivided attention to something, some fear, some loss. I mean, the, the, the doctors will tell you that, you know, almost all depression, the first time someone experiences it, virtually all of it is because of some tragic event, some crisis, something happened in someone's life. And that set it off. And then, so then you go, okay, well, why did that set it off? I mean, not everybody that goes through these things gets depressed. Why did that set it off? Is there something in you that's really different than someone else? Or are you doing something different than somebody else did? And I think in most cases, we're doing something different than someone else did. Some cases, that's not true. So we need to go, why? Like, what why why am i playing this over and over and over and over again in my head now when when, when think when the wheels come off when this terrible thing's happens so the first time people get depressed is for some catastrophic event all right but then they'll tell you that sup- that anyone who's ever been depressed is most likely to be depressed again and the second and subsequent times are for little to no reason at all so essentially what's happening here is they 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 went through this catastrophic event, and they got hung up and they got this false belief, and then they got depressed and then they eventually outlived it. but they never solved they never got the truth right. They never flushed out the root of this problem. So now any little thing that comes up later, here it all comes rushing back. so now they' subsequent times are for little to no reason at all so so the reason that the first thing we need to do is ask why. Why? Why am I playing this over and over and over again in my head? And that's going to lead to an answer. And the answer, the question you need to ask when you have the answer to your first why is why again. Why do I believe that? Right? And is that true? And then, it, then you need to ask why to that. Why do I believe that? And is that true? I mean, as an example. And this gentleman's case, you know, it's like, you know, he he says, you know, his mom, he didn't want to go back to church in this letter. He said he didn't want to go back to church because it reminded him of his mom. And I was like, well, what about, why does your mom reminding you of the church make you not want to go back to church? And he couldn't really answer that question. Um, And so we dug around a little more. Anyway, come to find out, it, it really wasn't that, because his mom went to that church. He got his feelings hurt, you know, because of some way someone treated his mom at that church. And then we figured out, okay, well, why did they do that? Do we know why they did that? Did they really mean to hurt your mom, mom's feelings, or did they just do something silly, you know? Um, you know, So you, you, so what he did, he, I didn't do this with him. He did this on his own. And then basically what he said was, and this was incredible. This, When I heard this, I was like, man, he packed up. He put everything back in his backpack. He's headed in the right direction. All he's got to do now is keep going. But what he said was, you know what? Um, I was mad at God, and and I was mad at some people in the church. But when I went, I went back, and I so I went and I talked to him because he was here. He was saying he couldn't dare go back because he felt like his, his chest would explode, right? But then he got up the courage to actually go to it and find out why, and dig in, and then he said this, something along the lines of this, he said, it turned out, they didn't do anything wrong, it was me. And we're back in the church, and I feel like we're headed the right direction. I'm like, oh, no, 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 you are headed the right direction, right? But, if you you never go dig that up, you leave that alone, then then you, maybe you survive this, you move on a little bit, but the next time something like that happens in your life, somebody says something about my, whatever, you know what I mean, then it, we go right back to it and right back to it and right back to it. So, yeah, there's, a, there's so much we need to say here, and I guess we're going to do it in a few podcasts. But, but yeah, so first things are um, is try to identify why you're there. And, and you need to ask why, not just once, but you need to go a few layers deep. And then each time you ask why, you need to ask yourself, is that true? Like is that really true? You know, search your heart. You know, is this is this really true, or is this just how I feel? You know, I mean, your feelings are obedient to what you believe is true. So you can't just follow your feelings; they they are one hundred percent obedient to what you believe is true. So you have to go past your feelings to the truth, and flush out the real truth. And then, if you get your truth line, you get your truth right, and you fight for that truth, your feelings will eventually. Follow the other line up, yeah. yeah, does that make sense? yep
0: well let's let's plan on continuing this on the next podcast. I think yeah. there's a lot more that we could unpack.
1: Yeah, and if you listen to this, you ought to listen to the next podcast, yeah, you know, because we're talk, I would like to talk a little bit about specifically how how to survive while you're in it, because you're not going to just snap out of it, unfortunately. I've never seen anybody snap out of depression. I certainly didn't. It takes a while. You will, you will come out, and you can come out. You can come out quicker, um, but you're not going to pull yourself up by the bootstrap and take off running, and everything's going to be fine. It's not going to happen, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
0: Good deal. Well, until then, trust God's Word no matter
1: what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to the Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, the right fight for more
0: on how to live a loving life it's available on their website shieldsofstrength.com audible and all digital platforms if you have any questions for the podcast you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject and make sure to follow kenny on instagram and tiktok at john kennedy vaughn thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode